Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Podcast. What is up, lacrosse fans? You are watching another episode of Lax Factor Lacrosse Daily, our new daily podcast. I say watching. You're probably only listening uh, unless for some reason we decide to put this up on YouTube. Uh, as we say, every Monday through Friday, we're going to do this new daily podcast, put it out every morning. Uh, it will be audio only for the most part. You can watch it on anchor.fm forward slash Lax Factor or anywhere else that you get your podcast, Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, you name it, you can find our podcast on uh, those uh, on those platforms. So to get right into today's news, we heard over the weekend, thanks to College Cross, and then for me at least, I didn't see it on College Cross, I saw Ty Zander uh, from Inside Lacrosse put this out, but Johns Hopkins' Jack Rapine is no longer with the program. Now, he is on campus. By the sounds of it, he's going to finish this semester out at Hopkins. I believe he's getting his degree. Um, does this maybe mean he's going to play a graduate year someplace next year that is not John Hopkins? That could be. Um, and I'm not going to get into the whys of this. Apparently, it sounds like it was a mutual thing. Um, I have heard rumblings at times that that high-profile, all-American caliber lacrosse players are sick of the lacrosse grind, just want to focus on finishing off their education, be a normal college student for a little while. So there was rumblings that another very high-profile um, defender uh, for one of the Blue Blood programs was thinking about maybe bailing on playing uh, their senior year for no other reason than they just wanted their time back for their senior year and to enjoy being a college student. Uh, that didn't end up happening, it doesn't look like. Uh, in Ray Pine's case, maybe that's what it is. I'm not going to speculate as to why. Was there a discipline issue? Probably not. Um, was there a grades issue? Probably not. Um, was this just a, you know, a not gelling with the team? I don't, you know, who knows? And it, in the end, it's none of our business, but it is. Uh, the lacrosse world gets uniquely weird about people talking about players um, in, in the same way that we talk about, say, college football players or college um, basketball players that, you know, the news cycle for them is crazy. And if something like this happens to an all American caliber player, you hear about it and you know exactly why, because somebody leaks it somewhere along the line in lacrosse that we haven't gotten to that point where uh, where it's quite as intrusive. So either way. My mention of it is only because Hopkins defense was already on shaky ground coming into 2020. Ray Pine was going to be one of the only solid pieces of that. Not, not the only, but, a, you know, they have a couple of solid pieces on the defensive uh, side of the field. And Ray Pine was one of the main pieces. And he is now reportedly gone. 
So that's that's huge. That's terrible news for Johns Hopkins. Now, I think they've been planning for this because the word was he had limited burn in the fall. And apparently that was part of prepping for him not playing in the spring. So the main thing I'm hoping is I'm hoping it's not like some kind of serious health issue. Uh, It doesn't sound like it. It sounds like it may not be as amicable, uh, 100% amicable, which would be good news in the case that uh, then that would mean that it's probably not some serious health issue and it's just something else. So here's to hoping it's something else and that Ray Pine is healthy and all of that crap and that he, you know, good luck to him. He's a filthy defender. So uh, if there's any chance that he could leave Hopkins, and end up playing a graduate year at Syracuse next year. Uh, I'd be for that, or anywhere for that matter, that make him happy. So that's huge news, though, and that will affect Johns Hopkins. That will affect Johns Hopkins' outcome, I believe. I, I see a lot of the Johns Hopkins fans in the Fanlax uh, Hopkins board for 2020 trying to put the silver lining on this, and I think it was kind of tongue-in-cheek silver lining, but their silver lining was that um, – what was it? Their silver lining was that, hey, we were going to have to rebuild the defense anyway. Now we're just doing it a year early. So uh, twenty, you know, Hopkins 2021 was what they were saying. But it does stink for Hopkins. But uh, they'll be OK. They'll be OK. But it's going to greatly hinder their ability to probably finish second in the big. You know, there was a small chance, I think, that they could have, you know, I think Penn State is pretty much going to win the Big Ten. At least they're the favorite. And everybody would agree with that. Uh, Maryland has a shot. And then I thought Hopkins had a shot to a degree also. I think this greatly drops Hopkins' chance of upending um, Penn State and maybe even upending Maryland and taking second. They they should still be able to finish strong, though, and make the NCAA tournament, but everything is now in question for Hopkins because of the brutal schedule they play and already not very good defense. Now is going to be a little bit not as gooder. Um, so we have that we, we have that, that they're dealing with. And... Um, I don't know. I don't know what it means. I don't know what happened. We'll hear more as the season rolls on, I'm sure. But I wish the best of luck to the Hopkins squad and to Ray Pine specifically. Now we dive into the next topic, which we're going to stick with this theme here of talking about guys that Paul Carcaterra, P. Kark himself uh, said, get no respect. So just to reiterate the quote, Uh, He put out, it was late last week, how good is attack play heading into 2020? Here are five returning 50 goal scorers that are getting the Rodney Dangerfield treatment. No respect. Hashtag no respect. Hashtag no respect. Corson Keeley was the guy talked about in Friday's episode, the very first episode of Lax Factor Lacrosse Daily. So today's episode, and this is one that I disagree with Peacock on in the sense that he's not getting any respect. Maybe he's not getting respect from the lacrosse world at large, and Peacock probably ends up dabbling and talking to a lot of people that aren't quite as entrenched and uh, diehard about lacrosse, on top of also being able to communicate and commune with the guys who are balls deep in lacrosse. So he gets it from all sides. He's dealing with some people that aren't in the know, and he's dealing with a boatload of people that are in the know. So maybe some of these people that aren't in the know aren't talking about my boy, Adam Goldner, Penn senior attackman. As we bring up his profile here, we will see that he is from Malvern Prep, Allentown PA kid, 5'9", one of the wee folk, 180 pounds. He is a senior coming up here in 2020. 2017, 13 games played, six games started, 11-4 and four on that season, six ground balls. 2018, 15 games played, 14 started, 
He had 56, or no, 28 goals and four assists as a sophomore, 32 points total. And then in 2019, last season, had a killer season, huge breakout season, 16 games played, 16 started, 56 goals and seven assists for 63 points on 150 shots. So the dude is a volume shooter, fills it up. Overall, his whole career, 95 and 15. So that's a pretty damn good career with uh, one season left. We go through his honors. 2019 Philadelphia Inquirer, Inquirer, all academic team. 2019 US ILA National Team of the Week. 2019 Ivy League Tournament, all tournament team. 2019 Second Team, all Ivy. 2019 Tawarton Award watch list. So right there kind of pokes a small hole in the fact that he's getting no respect because from the lacrosse world, he is obviously getting respect. 2019 Honorable Mention, US ILA All-American. So no one's really sleeping uh, I don't think on Goldner, but you know, it, it's the perception and, and he's one of those guys where he is one of the best returning attackmen in the country. So maybe you go by that. Now we go by his game by game statistics here. I'm just going to kind of rip through and, and tell you his, his, the big, the big outings that he had here. And I actually got to get that up. Uh, so while we get that up, I'm going to bring up and discuss his about him. Like what I like about Goldner, he is a straight-up American-style attacker. He can go right. He can go left with the best of them. He can dodge both ways, and that's key. American players, they go both ways. Canadian players, they can go both ways. They're just going to do it with that single hand, typically. But not only will he dodge both ways, but he will 100% light shots up with both his right hand and his left hand. Uh, it, it's it's actually an oddity. In, in the beginning of it, when I was watching a highlight cut to prepare for this of Goldner, I had seen him play a lot, but I wanted to, you know, get a real good compilation watching him score goals. And it was, I had actually had a hard time initially figuring out if he was right or left-handed. So many of his goals were quick sticks from the high crease with his left, uh, lighten, lighten shots up off backside, uh, uh, you know, backside feeds where he's getting a feed across from the right side to the left side. And then he's burying that with a low, you know, low to high shot with his left hand. So initially I had a hard time figuring out is he right or left-handed I ended up deciding on right-handed but I would not bet my life on it still um just but he, he does seem to finish quite a bit more with his right but it was still either way no matter where he is in the field you you have to play him honestly you have to you can't just give him the left and let him go you can't assume hey if he's camping on the left side he's not as dangerous with that left hand he, he's going to light you up any way he needs to he has one of the quickest releases in college lacrosse and, and one thing's consistent when you start watching tape he gets the ball out of his stick lightning fast and and as a developing theme his crazy release it's like a special forces sniper release with both his left and right guys like Mac O'Keefe they're nearly allergic to their uh, off hands and then you got a guy like Goldner who's a goal scoring threat at all times on the field and he'll he'll kill you he'll sting you either way and it, it could be a quick stick it could be a, a shot from out top it could be a, a you know catch on the crease and release it could be all sorts of different things he just doesn't care like the honey badger he's going to sting you either anyway he just doesn't give a shit if it's his right or left by the time you see him catch the ball it's already on the way towards the net uh, because he really does he gets uh, mac o'keefe's got a quicker release he's not mac o'keefe level and i think this is one of the reasons these guys are getting no respect because even where we talk about him like i talked about um what was his name uh corson keely i said listen he's a canadian finisher but he is not Jeff T. He is not Walker from Denver, but he's right underneath them. Adam Goldner, he is not Mac O'Keefe in terms of his goal-scoring prowess, but he is right below him uh, in terms of just being able to burn you off ball. 
And beyond that, though, and I think this may be where he's a little bit better than O'Keefe. He's not going to light the world on fire with the speed by any means, but he's a decent dodger. And uh, in the highlight video I watched, I saw him bust a couple of question marks where he dodged up the left alley with his left hand and then turned around and you know banged a question mark with his right. So he's going to dodge on you either way also. His foot speed's not the best, but he can dodge and he can beat you underneath and, and similar things like that. Very similar to most of your goal scoring you're primarily finishing attackers and things of that sort. He, he's a great off ball, a great sniper, great in transition, but he can also dodge when called upon. So I think that's going to be key in helping Penn this year is the fact that he's not a one-trick pony. He can actually uh, dodge with the ball and carry the ball as well. Then the other big thing for him, uh, where you see a lot of guys tear it up, uh, let's say like you saw, you see a Mac O'Keefe tearing it up, but let's say you had uh, aim at graduate or something like that. You could wonder are there production is their production going to get hurt uh, another guy that i'll talk about here this coming up week is uh, kevin lindley and lindley he's one where could his production get hurt because now not only is he now not now last year they had scanlon who was also a great uh, off-ball midfielder for loyola last year but you lose scanlon who took a little bit of attention away from him because now you've got to try to guard two really capable off-ball players, but now you also lose Pat Spencer there. So is Aiden Olmstead, for instance, enough to keep Lindley's numbers on the rise? I don't think you're going to have that problem here with Goldner because coming back for him, he's got Sam Handley coming back, 35 and 26 as a midfielder, as a freshman. So Handley is going to have a huge season coming up. You got Sean Lully, 19 and 17. Mitch Bartolo coming back, 17 and 7. Uh, Dylan Gerger, uh, Gergar, I'm not sure how to pronounce that, 17 and 5. And don't get mad when I don't know how to pronounce names. I mean, this is kind of a hobby. I do this as a side gig, people. So I heard a lot of people say, oh, you take the time to talk about this kid, but you don't even figure out how to pronounce his name. You know, get bent with that because uh, I do a lot of things. This is my side gig. I work 50 hours a week. I don't always have time to try to uh, pronounce uh, pronounce people's names completely properly uh but hey dylan i mentioned you at least 17 goals five assists so he's a legit legit player so goldner has a lot of guys coming back a lot of help coming back and i think that's going to help him improve upon his numbers not to mention these guys have all played together the they have a system that's solidified so i think that goldner is a perfect complement in within that offense i think he's going to be able to just keep doing uh what he's doing i think they may require him to carry the ball a little bit more uh, than he did last year, but I think he's capable of doing that. So I think that Adam Goldner, one of the best attackers coming back in 2019 for sure. And I think that everybody, you know, it's one of those deals. He, I, I don't think he's getting uh, screwed on the respect train uh, as badly as, 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 as it has been led on. But I think that he's, you know, definitely not being mentioned at, at the as, as the top tier. He's definitely not being mentioned as a Twarton finalist or anything like that. But he'll be a Twarton candidate all year long. So he's going to get his due. He's going to be an All-American, I believe, this year for Penn. So that is Adam Goldner. So that is it for this episode of the Lax Factor Lacrosse Daily. As always, be sure to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell. If you want to get some swag, coffee mugs, support the channel in any way, you can go to laxfactor.com. If you are watching this on YouTube for some reason, be sure to go to uh, anchor.fm forward slash laxfactor or find the Lax Factor Lacrosse podcast on any platform that you get your podcast. We're there all the time. But if you want to support the channel, you can either go to laxfactor.com, buy a t-shirt, hat, coffee mug, whatever, or you can go to anchor 
anchor.fm forward slash lax factor and you can actually support us there with a month monthly contribution 99 cents is as low as it goes so you can throw us a buck a month if you're really cool with what we're doing here and want to continue to help out so that is it for this episode monday i believe it is what january 20th uh lax factor lacrosse daily the new thing every single day monday through friday you will get to hear me ramble about the sport of lacrosse about recent news and things like that so please enjoy 